I was coming from a completely different field and I knew nothing. So I had to learn how computers work, learn how networks work, learn about cybersecurity, like start from nothing. Now we have a lot of resources. We have more women in this space. There's a community of people who really want, um, like we want more, more women, more minorities in our workspaces. Even if you don't feel confident 100% or, you know, just do it scared, just try it and look back and you'll realize that it wasn't that scary. So wonderful. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Cybersecurity Standup. This is an Uptick's live event. Uh, my name is Bronwyn Hudson. Um, I'm your host and I'm also the social media manager at Uptick's. Um, I am joined today by so many amazing people. I'm like so excited about this topic. Um, you'll notice a couple more faces than usual um, with us today. Um, I'm really excited to introduce these guests to you. This week, we're going to be talking about um, women in cybersecurity. And uh, we have an absolute wealth of experiences on this panel. I'm really excited to hear about not only the challenges that some of you have faced, but also your success stories. Um, and also, I want to be able to give some actionable advice to some other people who might be out there listening and watching this right now, um, because as we uh, as we tell people how we've gotten where we are, we can help other people do the same. So I'm going to start us off with like a, a lightning round of introductions here. If you can um, introduce yourself to our LinkedIn Live and also tell people what you do in your current position, but also maybe a quick little clips notes on how you got to where you are. Um, I'll start us off um, with going to Tara. I was not expecting to go first. <laughs> good afternoon, good day. Uh, everybody, my name is Tara Cook. I work as a cybersecurity governance risk and compliance manager for a company called Boom Supersonic. Um, I've been in the cybersecurity space for my entire career of the long 13 or 14 years now. I don't know, but it's all I've done. It's all I know. So I'm one of the, what feels like a weird anomaly when people are like, what, how long, when did you get there? And it's been here. <laughs> um, but anyway, as far as how I got here, uh, started back in the good old days of dial-up when my dad would be like, don't get on the internet when I'm not home. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm good that I would get on the internet um, and tie up the phone lines. And so he would go and change all the passwords to everything. And so instead of getting on the internet when he wasn't home, I would figure out how to backdoor my way into everything so I could get on the internet and then subsequently get into more trouble. Um, so yeah, just been reckless. That's how I kind of got here. That is so great. Highly relatable with the dial-up. <laughs> Been there. Uh, Liz, let's go to you next. Sure. I'm Liz. I'm a senior security engineer at a fintech company called Driven. I'm based in Toronto. Um, I had a pretty unconventional path. I've been in cybersecurity for just under four years. Um, I graduated with a degree in biochem, um, but couldn't get a job as a scientist, so I became a marketer at a VR company but quickly realized how much data I was collecting about everybody. And then I realized that cybersecurity was an industry that um, a lot of people were in. So I went back to school and uh, became a pen tester at a, a few consulting firms and then um, got my job, uh, my current job through LinkedIn, funny enough. So it's cool to be full circle. Love to hear that as a social media manager. That's great. <laughs> Fascinating experience. Britta, let's go to you next. I'm Britta. Um, I'm with the marketing manager with Hackware. We do security awareness training and AI-driven phishing simulations. And I've been in cybersecurity as long as I've been with Hackware, so about nine months now. Um, it's been a lot of learning in the past nine months, so I didn't know much about it before I got into it. But I 
found the position. I was looking for a marketing role at a startup. I met Tiffany, who also works at Hackware. She's the CEO. And um, I've been learning a lot just from her and from other people on our team and then from going to conferences and doing a lot of research on my own. It's been really exciting. Fantastic. Love it. Laura, I'll go to you next. Hi, I'm Laura Kenner. Um, obviously, I work at Optics. I'm a technical marketing specialist. I'm sort of the new kid on the block here as far as the uh, breadth of experience goes. I graduated with a cybersecurity degree in May of 2022. And I started at Optics like a few weeks right before graduation. So I'm fresh out of school. Um, this is a new career for me. This was a big change. Um, I was working in sort of medical office support roles before this. So I am just very excited to learn from everyone with more experience and just hear everything you've got to say. I absolutely feel that way too. Yeah. Crystal, yeah. going to you. Hey, everyone. My name is Crystal Ponish. I am the product marketing manager for cloud security at Uptix. My job now is really a mix of people and the kind of technical analytical side of my brain. So I have two sides of myself that's always been there. Um, and that I, what the kind of information I like to process and the ability to say, hey, this technology is really cool. You should care about it um, and probably buy it for this reason or this is where it's going to go. But my background's actually really weird and unconventional. I am from South Texas, like very rural. I didn't know what a server client was. Like I was running around barefooted, like a little Appalachian mountain child on a ranch for a long time. And then because um, I had my my kiddo so young, I had a kid when I was 16 years old. I went to college to study political science and I studied under the J2 for Bush and Rumsfeld, studied intelligence analysis. Um, so I think that's really where the root of cybersecurity came in for me. Like the the knowledge you learn there kind of translates, security concepts translate regardless of what specific field you're in, I think. Um, but then of course, having a kid, I wanted to be a community organizer. I did that for a while. You can't really do that if you are low income and have a kid, essentially like the return on investment isn't there. So moving into tech, becoming an engineer was an, a truly a financial and economic decision for me, knowing it was something I could do. And that's where the, the economy was going. Um, and from an engineer, I somehow stumbled into this role, marketing and product marketing, where you just can apply engineering concepts to people and technology. So long-winded answer, but that's how I got here. Fantastic. I also love the vision of you as a barefooted child. That's <laughs> so cute. And Tiffany. Uh, I'm Tiffany Ricks, the founder and CEO of Hackware. And Crystal, I love your story. I'm from North Texas, Dallas, Texas. So another Texas person in here. Um, but um, so my career, I've been in cybersecurity for over 15 years. I got into technology because I was a gamer who had a bunch of boy cousins and a brother. And the only way that I can hang out with them was to play games. And I really loved it. And um, I started like breaking over, breaking open my Game Boys, trying to figure out how they could, how they work. Um, and then I got into cybersecurity because I worked for one of the largest United States defense contractors as a software engineer, and then moved into a security engineering role, and then uh, started working as an ethical hacker. And I started Hackware because I owned a consultancy where. We were trying to help people understand how their employees could get fished and so built hackware um, to solve our own problem and uh, and then we went to market in 2019 um, and uh, so we focus on security awareness training using our AI driven platform but really love talking to young 
you know, women and women in different journeys of their life about cybersecurity because it changed mine. Um, and I know that there's many opportunities, no matter where you are in your career, uh, to get involved in cybersecurity. Fantastic answer. And congratulations on building a business. That's amazing. Um, I kind of knew that we would have this huge variety in like how we've gotten to where we are. And there's just so many sort of circuitous routes that we end up taking to to get into these positions. So Tiffany, I'm going to stay with you for a minute. Um, what advice can we be giving to folks who are either looking to get into cybersecurity, they don't know how to get there, what can we provide them with? The advice I would give is uh, because Cybersecurity is so new. There's so many areas where you can use your skill set and thrive. And I always tell women the way our brain is wired and work, like we're always connecting things and we're thinking about the problem and coming up with solutions like we're made for cybersecurity. Um, And so I would say, you know, it's all about just trying to figure out what you do best. So if you are really good at technology, there's many roles and opportunities where we want women to become a part of those roles. Um, If you're really good at translating from tech people to, you know, those who are non-tech, Mark Ritter does a great job of translating uh, our tech talk for others to understand. So there's many opportunities for people to get in. It's not just, you know, you know, hackers trying to, you know, really get into the 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 notes and bolts of cybersecurity. You can really use your skill set and make and have a great career in cybersecurity. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um if people are looking for those, Liz, I'm gonna come to you on this one and Tara you as well. If people are looking for those more nuts and bolts, uh, you know, pen testing, I think of as such a technical career. Do you have any any advice for for specifically women who are trying to access those kind of careers? Yeah, um, there are tons of free resources out there. One is Port Sugar Academy, um, the people behind Burp Suite. Um, there is Cyberity. There's even LinkedIn Learning. Like I use that um, to prepare for the CISP. There's just um, so much out there that's free. Fantastic. Yeah, love to hear about the free resources as well. Tara, anything to add on that one? Sure. Uh, mine is a little bit different, considering I never went the pen testing route. It's I, I'm not built for it for various different reasons. Um, however, governance, risk, and compliance is becoming a hotter topic in cybersecurity. Um, considering, in my opinion, like cybersecurity really didn't start to boom until the past probably eight or so years, and then GRC has only started to really get popular. I'd say within the past two to three years, um, and I've been hanging around in it for like eight. Uh, GRC is trying to get there, but I think a lot of people get discouraged because they hear it's not a technical career and I'm here to push back and tell everyone it is a technical career because you actually have to go and have conversations with people who do the thing uh, that is whatever the thing is. Like you got to talk to engineers, you got to talk to whomever. Um, So it's almost piggybacking off of what Tiffany said and utilizing your soft skills and being able to take technical concepts and turn them into non-technical things that people can understand. Um, I refer to GRC as a spoke wheel because you are the little center and then you have to go spoke wheel to literally every part of the organization to talk to them from C-suite to 
the person who just does whatever. Um, and we're also talking about physical security and privacy and everything else in between. Um, so utilizing your soft skills as far as resources that are out there, because that is the actual question that was asked. My apologies. Uh, there are a few folks that are starting to put GRC content out there. It's just hard to find. Um, even for me, when I've tried to look to give resources, it's very hit or miss. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit more difficult, but there's, um, Code Academy that a lot of folks use. There's Pentesting Lab, Pentester Lab that a lot of folks use. Uh, Udemy has a lot of different resources on them. The only thing I will always say to folks looking for resources is make sure you vet whoever you're uh, getting your resources from. In my personal opinion, there's a lot of people out there trying to make a quick buck off of people who want to get into cybersecurity and do weird, fucky stuff. Um, so like those folks, but again, please make sure you just vet whatever free resources you use. That's, that sounds like a cybersecurity professional saying that, giving that advice for sure. Um, Laura, uh, you we have a blog coming out um, from Laura's perspective. Laura's had an, also a very circuitous route to her current career. And we also have a, a piece coming out with some of these resources that we want to be able to provide to aspiring um, women in cybersecurity. Laura, do you have anything to add to this, like a favorite resource or something about your experience that you'd like to give us advice? So I, I took a traditional college program um, because it was important for me to get a degree. I had started one and didn't finish this long story, but I took the college route, but I realized while I was doing it that I could have taken like a certification route. I could have self-studied and kind of worked my way through material, um, done home labs and that kind of thing. I think I could have sort of bootstrapped my education that way. Um, I did supplement my education though a lot with like YouTube University, I call it. Like just look up YouTube and there's some really good, like, again, you have to be careful about who you're listening to because so of them are just looking for clickbait, but there's some really good teachers on there and it's completely free. Like Professor Messer is my favorite. He, he like got me through college, like because um, he taught the A plus, the net plus and the sec plus, which were, I was coming from a completely different field and I knew nothing. So I had to learn how computers work, learn how networks work, learn about cybersecurity, like start from nothing. And he really helped me. And I could watch the videos over and over again. I could watch them as I was falling asleep. So it was just a cheap and a free and easy resource to keep going back to. Yeah, that's key, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Britta, I want to hear from you too, as someone who is new to cybersecurity in that, you know, you're, you're a marketing professional in this sort of emerging, highly technical industry. Any advice for people who are looking for similar careers to yours in marketing? Yeah, I think I learned a lot just from talking to people and going to these events and like hearing what our audience has to say has been really helpful for for my learning about like how to position our product and groups like I'm a part of the Cybersecurity Marketing Society, which has a great Slack channel. Shout out. Really, a really great way to learn about like the marketing side of things because they'll tell you if something is overused or something you might think is new is something that's been done a million times. And you can ask questions and people answer. And I've just found that people in this industry are so willing to help you and answer your questions that that's been my number one way of learning is the community is really great here. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I've really tried to get into a lot of LinkedIn groups as well um, and just try to like network and chat with some people. And so far, I've found that people are pretty willing to even just have like a little quick back and forth. So I would say that's my, I'll butt in with my piece of advice as a DM people, like you you never know unless you ask. So just go for that. 
um, that's kind of how this panel came about. So thank you so much for joining. <laughs> yes, um, and we met this situation, Alicia, I met through the Cybersecurity Marketing Society from your team. Brilliant. <laughs> Love that. Um, Crystal, I feel like in your position, you're in what I think of as sort of a bridge position between these technical roles and the marketing roles. Did you have anything you wanted to add on that, that you know, for, for people looking to enter, what's your advice? Honestly, I feel it's my experience has been so different because I entered when I was so young. And I think um, I entered into a very traditional networking oriented security, uh, cybersecurity place where I was absolutely the youngest and only female in an engineering department full of I mean, the people who had built the product, right, who had been doing this since they were nine years old. So for me, entering was actually, I felt, I tried entering tech a ton of different ways. And it was always like bashing my head against the wall as a young woman. Like it was like, I could technically be adept. I can be proficient. I could be an engineer and be more qualified, but I could have a conversation coming in as a product marketer with someone and they would say, well, you're in marketing. You wouldn't understand. I don't really need to explain that. And so for me, my lesson was two things, which is the first one that everyone here already knows and has said, um, you know, do your own research, go to YouTube. Like I just read the Network Plus book front to back. But then the other thing I think is um, probably having a, a delusional level of self-confidence that can connect to this, um, which is why, why do you feel you can confidently approach someone on LinkedIn? You have to have the confidence to believe you have the right to do that. You have to have the confidence to believe you belong in this space. And even if you aren't someone who has been writing code since you were nine years old, you bring something to the table. And in a lot of the places you're in, it's something that hasn't been there previously. Um, so that would, if that answers the question that you asked. Yeah. Tara, I jump in. Ego is a thing. Um, and I tell a lot of people that my ego is out of pocket because it very much is like, I have a massive ego that a lot of people are not aware of because I actually also have a lot of imposter syndrome. However, I am, I learn to counterbalance that, my imposter syndrome more specifically, um, because I have told myself there is no one better than I am in this industry. Like I'm the best at GRC and that may or may not be true. I don't really care if it's true or not. Um, and there's, there's literally nothing that no one can do or tell me that will stop me from getting what I want. It is partially that's what's gotten me to where I am. I grew up in small town, North Carolina, so not quite Texas, but still rural place where being told like hearing men take what you say and just rephrase it as if they just came up with their own original idea and having to curb them and be like, no, I said that already. Um, being the only woman in the room, being the only black person and the therefore by proxy being the only black woman in the room and having to counter what people already assume of me depending on how I shake and move myself. But yes, you do have to have a large ego in order to make it insecurity. And that's not saying that you have to be rude or disrespectful to people, but you do have to carry yourself in a certain way that is quite usually uncomfortable, I feel like, for most of us. Um, and it takes a lot of time to wrestle with that. I completely agree with you. I, I'm wondering, I feel like the advice that I both received and that I now give is fake it till you make it. Um, does anyone have any more cogent advice like how do we how do we encourage women and people of color in this industry to roll with the growth of their own ego how can we help them like develop confidence because that's a tough one it's a tough one for like any individual but specifically someone who's facing these already existing barriers um i don't want to call anyone out but liz do you have any advice on that one 
I resonate with what Tiffany said earlier. Um, and it's really just showing up to events like cybersecurity changed my life as well. And so I show up to um, B-Sides, DEF CON or whatever. I mentor through um, women, cybersecurity, cybersecurity, um, and just encouraging women who are looking to get into the industry that they can do this. I point them new resources where they can. Um, I jump on a phone call if they need help. Um, it really just um, starts with you. I love that. That reminds me of the, you know, we rise by lifting others, which I constantly am thinking about in terms of people who have helped me out to get where I am. And I want to be able to turn around and do that, you know, automatically as well. Um, anyone else have advice about confidence? If I can add, and I don't want to talk over anyone. So if anyone, uh, I'll keep it quick, but I don't want to forget to give credit on that note to the fact that I would not be here today if it weren't for um, Carla Marsh, who was a technical writer for me, who is older than me. And not just her, I had Kay Jones, who was the CEO at CodeUp, who was another mentor. I had women in my life, older women who had been in tech so much longer than I had been, who if I hadn't had them guiding me and giving me advice and mentoring me through really hard things or understanding equity um, or salary negotiations, those aren't things you're often told. So I would say seek out, like lift people up from below, lift up people who are beneath you and empower them. And then also seek out people who have more knowledge than you and who and women who have been in the industry because they are truly a wealth of knowledge in ways that the return is so high. Yeah, both ways, supporting both ways. Uh, Tiffany, as a CEO, I feel like that's a job that re might require a lot of confidence. Do you have any advice? I agree with what Crystal said. You have to be, you know, it's a delusional almost. Um, and for me, it it's always been, I have been the first and um, I've always been the first, the first woman, the first minority. And I'm always trying to look and see, is there a picture of someone like me who's been successful? And I've never had that picture. But for some, not having that picture could be a barrier from the, for them even starting the journey of trying to get into cybersecurity. Um, it, it could have been, but I think now we have a lot of resources. We have more women in this space. Like Britta said, there's a community of people who really want um, like we want more, more women, more minorities, um, in our, in our workspaces. And so I think it's just all about us doing things like this, showing representation that there are women in cybersecurity. You can be super technical or non-technical, but there's still a place for you and letting them hear that there's community and resources. Um, but you know, for me, my journey, I've always been the only one and I'm just delusional about it. I have a chip on my shoulder. I'm always trying to prove myself that I can, that I can do it and also prove everyone else wrong. Um, I get enjoyment out of that. I'm very competitive. And so, um, and I try to turn off that noise, like all of this noise about, you know, it is hard for women in tech it's really hard i try to block that out because i don't want to receive those messages and potentially stop myself mm. you know from moving forward even like even though i'm the ceo and you know i'm thinking about our future journey of where we're going there's so much noise about it's gonna be hard you're not gonna be able to do this i don't even subscribe to any of that stuff it's all about me you know, betting on myself and knowing that, you know, I can pull it off. 
So I'm a little, I'm a little delusional. I love it. I love delusion as advice. I think that's really great. And like, we do have a choice of what messages we listen to. So that's, yeah. that's really smart. Yeah. Um, Britta, Laura, any, any advice around confidence that we can share? I would say having leaders that are maybe doing this delusional thing. Like, I don't think Tiffany's delusional because I think she's awesome. But also just like having a female leader for me has been really great, you know, because I came into this industry seeing a woman in a position of power in the cybersecurity industry and she leads our team and she goes out there, you know, and so when we're together, we're not the only woman in the room in those situations, which is always great. Um, but I think that we also will meet other women, you know, and say like, okay, like maybe we're the only women here, like making that tie back to community again, like just seeing each other, acknowledging each other is helpful when you're in a space together. Definitely. Laura, any any wisdom? Well, I would say I'm not um, naturally a very outgoing person. I'm not really an in-your-face kind of person. So don't think that you are locked out because you're not aggressive. But you do have to want it and you do have to draw your own lines. Like where and when are you going to stand up for yourself? What's important to you? Um, you got to have the drive to learn and you have to have the drive to go for it. And yeah, I mean, some like I'm not, I'm kind of an introverted person, but when I want something bad enough, I will speak up. So don't think because you're maybe tend to be on the shy side or something that you can't break in because you can. Definitely. And also don't worry too much about what the landscape looks like. Is it going to be all women? Is it going to be all men? Do you want it or not? If you want it, go for it. That's all that's important. Snaps for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, we were, we've actually gone a little over time, which I was kind of hoping would happen. Um, I'd love to end with another little lightning round. But let's answer the question, is there something that you'd wish you'd known uh, either when you were getting started in this industry or maybe just starting your career, some piece that maybe you wish someone had told you back when you were getting started? Um, and I know I just posed that question. So if anyone wants to volunteer for an answer because they have one ready. I have one. I'll go first and then thanks. Um, well, first, I wanted to just like reboost what Tiffany said, which is always bet on yourself. Like, why bet on anyone besides yourself? I'm never going to bet on anyone more than I'm going to bet on me. Um, but the other thing I wish someone had told me sooner, and I didn't learn this until after I had already tried, um, building a product marketing department from the ground up while looking for permission um, and probably spending way too much of my life looking for permission in my career, particularly in tech. Um, someone told me, you're not looking for permission, you're looking for buy-in. And I think that's something I wish I had known sooner. I don't need permission and it's okay to piss people off and it's okay to make mistakes. And if I am competent and smart and I have a plan and I'm confident, it's okay. I can get there and you're going to fail, but you can keep going. I, I feel like I live that every day for sure. Yeah. Like a, a, a failing a little bit every day. It's a little bit healthy for me. Yeah. Um, Tara, what's something you'd wish you'd known? I know it's kind of a tough question. It is because my brain like rattled off a bunch, like 50 bajillion different things. Um, I wish I would have known earlier that it's okay to show up as my authentic self. Um, I remember one of my managers looked at me, one, like we met and then we went on our project, time passed, whatever. And he looked at me at the end of the project and was like, you were forgettable when I first met you. And that was some of the, it, yeah, a lot of people make the faces everyone is, <laughs> and I, it's like, 
Um, but I wish I would have just known that it was okay to beat myself. I'm very awkward. I'm very weird. I'm an actual introvert by nature. Um, and it was once I had to do a lot of presentations in that job. Um, but, and I was trying to fit that mold that I saw everybody else doing, being very prim, proper, so on and so forth. Um, and that wasn't me. And I felt like it showed whenever I tried to present. And the second that I started to be more myself and make my weird bad dad jokes or um, like I use slang when I talk because, again, that's just where I'm from. I got so much further and everything was so much better in that job that I realized as time kept progressing, the more and more I showed up as my authentic self for things. I had so many more doors open for me in that way that I wish I did not put that barrier or blockade around myself to try and fit into what honestly white corporate America wants me to fit into. And that's just not who I am as a person. Um, so now that I don't, I'm far more successful and more than more importantly, I'm happier. Um, I don't come home crying from work or stressed out or living a dual life or code switching all day where I'm exhausted. I'm just me and you take it or leave it for what it is. Cause at worst I get my two paychecks. You fire me. I go get another job. I am so <laughs> like, you should be so proud of yourself. I hope you feel incredibly proud of yourself for that because that is, it's just such an encouraging thing to hear. Not only that that's like advice that you would give, but that you've lived it, you know, and it, and it's worked for you. That's thank you for sharing that one for sure. Yeah. Um, Britta, something you wish you'd known. Yeah, I mean, I love what Tara said. Definitely, that's a big one. Being able to be your authentic self is huge. Um, but also just like, it's okay to always be learning and always be asking questions. I'm new to the industry, so I always have questions and people are almost always happy to answer them. Smart, totally agree. Uh, Liz? Uh, the imposter syndrome was strong for me back then. Um, and I just wish that I knew sooner that it's never too late to learn. Um, and I was listening to other just other people in my life who are saying like it's too late to go back to school you need a master's to get a good job none of that is true um just do what you enjoy and see where it goes super solid too yeah i i wish i had known that as well um tiffany something you wish you'd known something i wish i'd known um i think one that i'm still practicing is just doing it scared like not waiting not letting fear stop me from certain things or waiting for it to be safe to move forward and do something, but just doing it scared. And every day, you know, when you look back, you're thinking, well, I thought that it was going to be scary or I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be able to do this. And if you just look back and you realize, you know, yesterday I had some success and I went into that day and I thought it was going to be this scary day, but at but I got it done. Um, and so I would tell everyone, even if you don't feel confident 100% or, you know, just do it scared, just try it and look back and you'll realize that it wasn't that scary. Definitely. Or even if it was scary, it was probably still worth it. Is what I'm hearing too. Yeah. Right. Um, Laura, as someone who has a blog coming up later today describing her journey, is there something that you, uh, you'd you wish you'd known? Well, I'm sort of still at the beginning right now, but um, I wish I'd known how varied the roles in cybersecurity are. For example, when 
someone contacted me about this job. I didn't know cybersecurity marketing was a thing. I didn't know it existed. Like in school, I was trained on all of the application security, network security, um, all of those kind of courses. I didn't take courses in marketing, but here I am. But I, what Tiffany said about being a translator, like I can take the technical topics and translate them to a general audience or whatever audience I need to. And that's sort of, that's where I like to be. Like that's, I, I didn't even know that existed. It came to me. So that's like amazing. But I wish I had known there are so many roles in this field. It's not just one thing. So when you're investigating cybersecurity as a career, make sure you check out the whole landscape and all the choices and see where you feel like that's something you would enjoy. Yeah, smart. Find those roles before you before you dive in. Tara, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have one last actually random piece of advice because it just smacked me in the head. I know we're over time and I talk a lot, but I'll try and make this fast. Oh, good. Well, my boss's name is Jamie Tomasello. When she first started at the company where she was my boss, she asked me, how do I feel about my job? And I was like, ah, it's cool or whatever. And she was like, is this just a job for you to be working right now? Like, are you just here to collect your two paychecks? And that was a real question that I feel like a lot of people don't ever actually stop to assess themselves. Like, you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, my job is my end all be all. It is everything for me. Wah, 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 wah. It's okay. If it's not, it is okay if you are showing up at your job to collect your two paychecks a month because you still have bills to pay and mouths to feed and et cetera. And I feel like women, we are told that we have to do all this different stuff and we have to be great at all these different things. But if you are showing up to your job to collect your two paychecks, to take care of your family and you're doing everything else that you're supposed to and like nobody's on your back about not doing your job or whatever, that is okay. Sleep well at night. You're doing just fine because that that is okay to be at a job. Like it's okay. It's cool. So comforting. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That is fine. Yeah. And you should sleep well. Yeah. No, we do what we have to do. Yeah. Um, well, this has been the best conversation I've had all week. I'm totally honest. Um, and I am so grateful to you all for joining. I really hope to work with you all in the future. Um, we have a couple of upticks blogs coming out. Um, I think they're actually up right now, so I'll post some links um, shortly. Um, to our LinkedIn listeners, there's been some amazing chat in the uh, in the comments. Um, so know that we will be going in there and answering. Feel free to connect with us. And um, on the blog, we're also going to have um, some resources, um, some free things, some certifications, some programs that we'd really recommend. And to our panel, please feel free to um, provide your insights in the comments as, as well. Um, links to pages you'd recommend, your favorite YouTuber, all that kind of stuff, because um, this is a wonderful opportunity for people to learn from some seriously incredible people. Um, so we're going to end the live, um, but we really look forward to talking to you all soon. And thank you again so much to our panel for being here. This is my silent applause that I'm not going to spread too much. Mm -hmm.